inflatable trousers, Yorkshire tea, and tunes from the coronavirus. Welcome back to Trends. My name is DJ B, and this is Trends. This is the podcast where we like to just delve into trends from the week. And I'll tell you what, there's been like all sorts of weird things going on. I feel like it's been a little bit of a quieter week, but still, some good stuff. So let's get into it. Now the first trend came out a little, maybe like two weeks ago, so I missed this one and I wanted to put it in because it was so good. And we don't really, we haven't really had that many fashion trends that are kind of really pop up online recently. So this is a great one that I really, really wanted to cover and it is the inflatable trousers. If you haven't heard about these, you haven't seen the images, they were online all over the place when this happened. Basically, there's a London college fashion designer And uh, I'm going to try and say the name, but I'm going to get this wrong. Just give me a second. Harry Krishanan? It sounds like Harry Krishanan. I'm going to go with that. I really apologise if that's wrong. (laughs) It sounds about right. And for his graduate fashion show, apparently, part of his graduate collection of menswear, he did, like, tailor jackets and stuff, but with these latex trousers. Now what makes this so different is that they've kind of got exaggerated silhouettes because they're like blow up. So either like around the sort of the waist area or down at the bottom they blow up and they just look like like balloons almost on the men's trousers. I mean just like blown up the trousers. Hence the inflatable trousers. I'm assuming they're inflated. They look like everybody's saying they're inflatable trousers. (laughs) The thing thing is, they are so bizarre to look at. When I first see them, you're just a bit like, okay, well, I don't quite know what to make of this. This this is different. (laughs) And I think a big reason for that, because also, like, obviously this is on, like, a runway or some of the images that are done in a studio, obviously, like, often models have a very very serious face so they have these very serious faces the top half looks very sort of you know conservative and high fashion and then you've got these inflatable bottoms and they you know fair enough they they've got different designs and and they're kind of interesting but they are inflated in odd places and you're just kind of left there going okay I'm not entirely sure what to think of this. A little bit weird. Because they look so odd. You're not used to seeing, like, weirdly shaped trousers. I mean, we've gotten used to, say, the flares where they go out at the end and that's kind of, you you know... It's almost like a very, very over-exaggerated flare in some of the pictures, like some of the first ones I've seen. Because it literally, one of them starts kind of thin at the waist and then, like, just goes out into these big sort of balloons at the bottom. Very odd. And then other ones, you know, they are really big at the waist area or sort of other parts of the leg. I think, for me, the reason why this is so weird is because when you look at them, you're, you're then sort of, like, especially the ones where they're blown up around the ankles, you're there going, how on earth is this practical? Like... How on earth are these models able to walk? They're clearly walking 
through the runway with these on. But yeah, they're going, I don't see how this is comfortable to walk in at all. Not that it's supposed to be comfortable to walk in. I mean, most sort of high fashion is, is there for the look, isn't it? To, to make a statement, to kind of explore and, and try new things. But there's a part of you that just looks like, they'd almost have to look, they'd almost have to walk. Like they're almost riding a horse and like just allow enough room for their legs to sort of move through everything that's going on because they're so wide. They're so wide. Surely, I mean, if I was the poor model, do you think I had to get like special walk training to like walk down this runway? Like learn how to, maybe like they couldn't walk, move their legs one foot in front of the other. They had to like swing them round just to get it around gracefully enough i haven't actually i have i tried looking for some videos but i couldn't find any videos of them actually walking the runway but it just kind of makes you wonder like how on earth can you walk around in the inflatable trousers or you know another factor is if you're actually sat there in the fashion show you're watching the fashion show do you think you could like there's just all these odd noises you know like when two balloons rub together and you get that sort of like friction noise of the two balloons squeaking every time they move their legs you're just going to get this like squeaking of the latex rubbing next to each other <laughs> i mean it's so wrong it's so wrong i don't even want to like think about it it's just i think you know just it's these this i mean fair enough for trying something brand new and like going out there but these trousers really send your mind into a bit of a spiral. From looking like some odd, like, dystopian, like, dress from some really weird either alien planet, or almost like if you've seen The Hunger Games and the people who live in the capital wear some really odd stuff, this could potentially be something that they would wear. These giant inflatable trousers. <laughs> they, they just leave you thinking, there's no way, like, there's no comfortable way to humanly wear these. But hey, it's a fashion statement. Like, it's a very good talking point. If you were going to wear inflatable trousers, definitely, definitely going to turn heads. They'll either see you or they'll hear you first. You know, just walking down with the, with the friction. And the squeaking. <laughs> and the great thing about this is it's one of those things which is so bizarre. And you know what, it's a, it's a talking point that of course people online are going to talk about it and compare it to everything else because that's what we love. Mandy says, ball bottoms, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> we'll just kind of leave, there's a lot of references to that type of thing. Gem shared a, a, a gif of, um, if you've watched Mary Poppins, when Dick Van Dyke has to do the dance with the penguins and he like moves his like trousers down or something to kind of make him walk like a penguin. I can kind of see that reference, like it's right there. And maybe they walk like that, you know? Maybe that's the thing. That's how they would walk because, you know what, if you've got two giant blown up legs with sort of like really blown up at the bottom, you get to find a creative way of walking. Lane also shared a gif of Big Hero 6. The, you know, like the big inflatable, is it a robot in Big Hero 6 or something? Looks a bit like that. If you've seen, the, especially the white trousers, I can see how that will remind you of that. At Base God Kai on Twitter, 
made the reference to Aladdin because if you've seen Aladdin, like he's got those giant white sort of trousers and uh, and they are kind of a really odd shape because like they're almost a V shape where his legs just stick out the bottom. They do look a bit like the inflatable trousers. Maybe that was part of the inspiration, you know? Artists get inspiration from everywhere. You never know, but maybe Aladdin, you know, was pioneering this look before it got to the runway. <laughs> There's a lot of people as well. Sandy says, I want to pop them. Nat says, I seriously want to pop them with a pin. There's a lot of people who do want to pop them. So yes, it might be bizarre. And you know what, this is what they like to do with, with high fashion, isn't it? I mean, not that I know anything about fashion, to get that. But at least they're explore, exploring the creativity of having inflatable trousers. You never know. We've had inflatable backpacks. Who's to say that this couldn't be the next big thing? Now the next trend is something that I am very excited about. Because I was at work last week, or maybe, was this two weeks ago? I was at work two weeks ago and this happened. And it just kind of like made my day. And so I thought it was important that we, we talked about it because <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> and it's gonna involve Yorkshire tea. Now, I don't wanna get political on this podcast, so. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because this is where the trend started. If you haven't seen this, it's awesome. So there was a there was a politician who took a picture. Um, Rashi Sunak, I think his name is Rashi Sunak. You know what? I'm gonna like. There's a reason why I don't get paid to do this because I'm awful with names. Or just reading stuff in general doesn't work for me. Um, and he did a little tweet, and on his tweet he said, "Quick budget prep." break meeting, tea for the team, nothing like a good Yorkshire brew. And he's holding a ginormous bag of Yorkshire tea. And that was the tweet. That was all it said, you know. But, you know, con politicians are controversial people. And so anything they put up online is going to receive good and bad comments. And poor Yorkshire tea. Obviously, you know, they're a brand in itself. Lots of people around the world drink Yorkshire tea, especially in this country. You had people from all spectrums of the political climate jumping on this, either like all support of Yorkshire tea because they just like Yorkshire tea or whether they just agree that their politician is drinking Yorkshire tea to other people basically being like, how dare you drag Yorkshire tea into politics or having it go at Yorkshire tea for the fact that this politician had shared an image of him drinking Yorkshire tea. So you can imagine just, it was bedlam online. Twitter in the UK, just, I mean, what, what on earth do you do with that? And I do feel sorry for the people at Yorkshire Tea because how on earth do you respond? It's not like you, I mean, it's not like they sort of said, hey, can you do a picture with our Yorkshire Tea in it? They could have like got an influencer to do that. Why on earth would they get a politician? They wouldn't. This is the thing. <laughs> to the point where Yorkshire Tea had to do a tweet and they said, <laughs> nothing to do with us, people of all political stripes like our brew. Plus, there's no way we'd intentionally stick ourselves on a Twitter storm on a Friday afternoon. It's nearly home time. So, 
is probably in the Yorkshire Tea office and they're going, what on earth has just happened? Where is this Twitter storm coming from? And you know what? I just want to go home. It's a Friday afternoon. I did not want to, you know, end up with a Twitter storm on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> so they come back after the weekend and obviously this is just brood. No, get the pun, get the pun right though. <laughs> Over the weekend and it just kind of starts to escalate a little bit. Yorkshire Tea tweeted, so it's been a rough weekend. On Friday, the Chancellor shared a photo of RT. Politicians do that all the time. Politicians do that sometimes. Jeremy Corbyn did it in 2017. We weren't asked or involved. And we said so on the same day. Lots of people got angry at us all the same. You would think, you know, hopefully that's just like sorted out any of the backlash or anything. But then it started a little bit of a Twitter argument with a lady called Sue. Now, I don't know what gripe Sue has with anything. Obviously, clearly she wasn't happy and this conversation kind of carried on. I don't know if I saw all the tweets from Sue and between Yorkshire Tea, but clearly it just started to escalate a little bit. This conversation just kept on going. Corbyn was a government minister in 2017. Must have missed that, tweeted to Sue. And then Yorkshire, Yorkshire Tea tweets, Hi Sue, at the weekend you criticised us for something we didn't do. And now you're criticising us for something we didn't say. From one human being to another, would be okay for you to stop now. Now I, like, I don't want to like, point fingers at anybody. I do, an, I've done like a little bit of social media work before and it's so difficult sometimes to be polite to people. And so I have to give, you have to give props to this Yorkshire Tea people for just like trying to just be nice, move it on, you know, you, you're sort of trying to take people off a conversation and do all this stuff. And, and clearly they, they've had enough, you know, they don't want this conversation to keep going. The last thing that Yorkshire Tea want to do is to keep a conversation going with an annoyed person online, wherever we can see it, but it just carries on going. You see Sue tweets, now I didn't, um, I'm not gonna share all of the things that she says, but um, it just says, hi Yorkshire Tea, why not put someone on who understands Twitter? My original tweet was tongue in cheek, irritation at a Tory using someone's product to promote himself. Others were in support of Hempworth, Claire, who rightfully, IMO, pointed out that there is something very wrong with a government minister blatantly advertising all you needed to do was to say he used your product without your knowledge or permission, but you carried on. The way to get someone to stop is by not responding to things that don't need an answer, even when people keep tweeting at you. And she did say some more stuff as well. I'm not going to read everything out. Because obviously, you know, you kind of get the general, she's not happy at this company. It's just kind of like, just carried on. Now, the thing that kind of broke Twitter was the point that happened after this. Because like, how on earth do you respond to this? It's not like you want to get into politics. They're a tea company. You know, you don't want to get into that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So like, this is the iconic tweet. Now... I don't want to get into like the internet, the, the argument that's happened, but they end up, this is what just finishes the conversation by Yorkshire Tea 
Sue, you're shouting at tea. Please do look after yourself and try to be kind to others. We're going to mute you now. That was the quote, Sue, you're shouting at tea. Now, most people would never have read the conversation that happened between Yorkshire Tea and Sue. Most people probably had no idea what was going on. And yet, that one quote escalated Twitter to the point where, like, everybody was just like, so you're shouting at tea. <laughs> it really was trending in the UK. It became known as the Yorkshire Tea Gate. <laughs> Yorkshire Tea Gate and so you're shouting at tea were both trending on the same day. I was sat at work going, this is amazing. This is such a British thing to happen. Like, <laughs> what do the Britons talk about on Twitter? Yorkshire tea. <laughs> and I think it's more a case of the fact that people just fell in love with this tweet. Daniel Sanders says, To an outsider, this must look like the most British thing that's ever happened. Mark says, If you want to sell t-shirts with Sue, you're shouting at tea on them, then I would buy one, just saying. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people would be willing to buy them at this point. <laughs> Dr. Mike R. Scott says, Sue, you're shouting at tea, need to become the standard retort for this kind of thing now. I think so, like, I, this has the potential to be the biggest quote of 2020. I mean, we're only a little way into the year, but Sue, you're shouting at tea. I could, it could be like the best thing to just reply to somebody in an argument, you know? You could, be, you could be having an argument about something, just anything, and she'd be like, so you're shouting at tea, shut it down. <laughs> I think it needs to happen. The memes started coming out, we had pictures of Alan Partridge holding a tea, just they're sticking his head on the, on the original photo and just being like, so you're shouting at tea. <laughs> John Forbes says, does that make it a t-shirt? Can somebody please make a t-shirt of this? We just want it to happen. Like, yeah. I looked around online and since it's happened, there are t-shirts, mugs, magnets of Sue, you're shouting at tea. And it's glorious, you know, just from a tweet. <laughs> and, and then the joke continues. It doesn't stop there because the next thing that happened, the, another politician, ob no, obviously at this point they've seen it, but uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg did a tweet that said, I can reassure the manufacturers of artisan crisps that they are in no danger. In fact, I am a Walker's crisps man or Pringles when I'm feeling extravagant. And there's a picture of him with Walker's crisps and Pringles on his desk, clearly poking fun at the fact that, you know, he's got, he's got brands on his desk. He's calling them out. Let's make another Twitter storm. Clive Halam says, I'm so sorry for all the staff at Walkers and Pringles for the horrible day that you're about to have. Luckily, I think everybody like got the joke and we were okay, but there was a moment where we were like, oh no, is this gonna happen again? We're all waiting for it to happen. And of course, in the joy that is Twitter, brands sometimes respond. Walkers Crisps checks clock. Is it home time? Yep, it took five hours. <laughs> Or how about Pringles retweeting it as well? Hey, Yorkshire Tea, any tips for our social media manager? <laughs> I mean, this great thing about the internet and the fact that we can just kind of like all join in together sometimes. And uh, even brands can, can kind of get a little bit of joy out of it. 
Sue, you're shouting at T is trend number two. Okay, trend number three, we have got the biggest mistakes at work. This is a bit painful, so I'm warning you now, we don't want you to get triggered by what we're about to share and the fact that uh, if you've had a bad day, if you've done something embarrassing at work, you're not alone. You know, there are plenty of us have done stuff that you have to live with and it's an embarrassment and you've got to try and, you've got to try and live with it. Steve Doherty did a tweet. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made at work? Once I accidentally erased a section of a master tape for a Radio 4 afternoon play. It still haunts me. Just open up the bag of all the things <laughs> that could go wrong at work. And I think just from that small example that, uh, that Steve shares, it just makes you kind of feel a little bit better about the fact that, you know what, we've all made mistakes at work. We've all been there. It's painful. It's one of those moments we just want to like the ground to eat you up and, and never show your face again because how are you going to rectify the problem? I mean, it's not fun. It's, it's really, really not fun. And the lovely thing is this, this, this opened up this whole sort of sharing session where people could just share, you know what? I've done mistakes too. And it was mortifying at the time. But now at least you feel like you can share it with others. D, you know when you put something in a super safe place and forget that super where that super safe place was? I did that with a client's check for over 500k of euros. Problem was, I forgot where the super safe place was. I still don't know. It's painful. It really is painful. <laughs> Kyle E. Johnson says, I wiped out the passwords for every user on the department's email server. I had to visit each person individually over the course of two days and give them their new password. <laughs> oh, that, the fact that you had to like go and like apologize and, and go to every single person that you that was affected by this. I mean, fair enough. Like, I think that's part of it as well is you've got to rectify the problems. You've got to go to the people who did it. And you've got to deal with the fact that this is your mistake. Nobody wants to be in that situation. I'm very glad though, there's a lot of honest people here because sometimes when you do something and it goes through my mind sometimes, you're like, is there any way that I could just like walk away and not have to deal with the pain that this is causing? No, there, there never is no way to walk away. You better just own it up to it. <laughs> as painfully sad as it would be. Sarah says, 21 years ago, I reviewed a meatloaf gig for a newspaper without attending the gig. I was ill slash an idiot. An hour after publication, the paper called to inform me that the gig had in fact been cancelled. I was sacked. <laughs> the Sun wrote a piece about it, headline, meatloaf. <laughs> oh, that's painful. The fact that that was so public as well. You know, it wasn't like you could just kind of like go sink into the background and hope it just blows over. No, this ends up on the national press. Beck says, many years ago when I was a student nurse, I worked on a care of the elderly ward. I tried to manage time better by filling a sink and putting all the patient's false teeth in there together to clean it. I did a fabulous job at cleaning them until I had to give them back to the right owners. 
It's also the imagery of that. It's painful. No. Just makes you cringe. Are you still with me? Are we okay to keep going or is this too much of a cringe fest? How about this one, Ali Plum? I was running the in-theatre sound effects for a stage performance of Great Expectations. A finger slipped resulting in Miss Havisham burning alive to the tune of an Irish jig. <laughs> oh, that's painful. Okay, let's keep going. Gary, I recorded a radio promo for an up-and-coming com commentary. Kept getting it wrong and screamed abuse at myself into the microphone when I edited down. I accidentally left a bit out. <laughs> Loud in calling myself a <laughs> blank. It went out on air six times before I had the chance to delete it. <laughs> oh, that was painful. No. Catherine, let's say it involved an accidental use of reply to all. <laughs> yeah. That just opens up, you know, when you like send, you try to send a professional email to someone and you forget to add the attachment, you like, see attachment attached, and then you don't attach it. It's the worst. I hate it. I was trying to think about what my most embarrassing story was at work. And when I came, I was like, I don't feel like there's been a lot. However, there's been one or two times, I don't know how this keeps happening. And like, it's mortifying every single time it does is, I don't even get paid to do the radio, I just do it on the community station at Air 107.2, love doing it. And we do get some, up to some crazy stuff in the studio. The worst thing is when you've got a lot going on and it's just you in the studio and I'm trying to record as well as doing everything else, Some there was one time when I forgot to take down the mic fader. So I'd done my link and I left it up. Now, this was kind of like a big video. I was doing one about some taste testing of Easter eggs and so I didn't want to include all of the bits I was going to put in the, the YouTube video on the radio because it had been too long and boring for people. So the music's playing out on the radio. So I decided that I would go through some of the eggs and just do a little bit of description about what's going on and stuff so I could edit it later. But of course, the mic fader was kept up. So people are listening to songs like, I don't know, like Taylor Swift and Sigma are playing out on the radio or something. And my commentary is going out at the same time. And the only reason that I realized it is that I had a friend message me and was like, hey, I'm listening. And you realize that your voice is going out. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is the worst thing that could happen. I was so embarrassed. The thing is like, I don't even think that many people listen to it, but it was, a, but, but I felt so unprofessional and bad. I just like ruined the whole thing. Luckily, like I don't, hopefully it didn't affect many people. And my, my mate had a great laugh about it as well. <laughs> so thank you, Kieran, for, for pointing that out to me at the time. <laughs> but yeah, that was that wasn't that fun. That was that was embarrassing. That's it. Now the last trend we're gonna talk about this week. Now I don't want to get too much into the coronavirus because it's quite a serious thing and we don't want to, we obviously like, you know, people are worried about it, it's happening. But sometimes it's just nice to have an opportunity to just let your hair down and, and just bring some sort of light to things. And I feel like Twitter did that this week and it was something that I needed to hear 
and enjoy and I hopefully that you can enjoy some as well because a lot there's a lot going on on social media about the coronavirus some of it you need to pick up some of it's false information lots going on and so on March the, the, the 6th there was <laughs> there was a uh, a trend going on online of songs that go with the coronavirus it was known as hashtag corona songs and this just helped make my day to just see people reveling in songs that related to the coronavirus was awesome and i needed to hear it so i'm hoping you know what that you can you can enjoy some of it too david on twitter said for two days my brain has been singing covid19 to the tune of come on eileen and now you're all infected too covid19 i'm not going to sing it because i can't do that but once I read this tweet, it opened up a barrel of things in my mind. And then I delved into the Twitter hole that was Corona songs. <laughs> Somebody even added lyrics to this. Stan the Golden Boy on Twitter to Dexie's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. COVID-19. Oh, I swear. I've been screened. But at this moment, I'm in quarantine. It's really hard not to sing these when you read them out. I'm really trying. Alan, for two months, me and my mate, Bakes91, have been singing my Corona to the tune of my Sharona. And hopefully you are now infected too. This was the one I think I was... Relating to the mice because it's so easy to do. My Corona fits so well to that song. Oh my word. <laughs> like, I can no not think about it whenever I think of that song. And that's a good song. Like, it's catchy. And, like, it really makes me tempted to throw it into some sets. But I'm like, oh no, I don't want to, like, I don't like to that. ABC Melbourne did a tweet that says, What songs have been temporarily ruined by the coronavirus? <laughs> For example, Madonna with Holiday <laughs> or The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Some of these are fantastic. <laughs> My favourite one was like Craig that said, the police don't stand so close to me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, if you're not a heavy person, like I am not the most physically affectionate person. This is like the best time of year. Because nobody's allowed to touch you, so I'd be like, hi. You don't have that awkward, like, obligatory, I need to give you a hug or a handshake all the time. <laughs> John, hot chocolate is started with a kiss. <laughs> Rebel says, anything by kiss. So I was thinking of some with the hashtag Corona songs, which was trending. And I thought, you know what? Any song by the vaccines would be a good thing to have at this moment. Just pick any song by the vaccines and it fits with hashtag Corona songs. Also, I was, I don't know if anybody else shared this one, but over the weekend I was thinking about this. And one thing about the coronavirus that I've been thinking about a lot is the fact that people tell you not to touch your face. You're like, you're told now you're not supposed to touch your face. And it's made me acutely aware of how much I touch my face, like all the time. Like, ridiculous amount of the time so this then got me thinking as i've been going through this kind of tunnel of like don't touch your face don't do it corona songs 
the weekend, I can't feel my face. <laughs> I can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> I'll leave you with that one. That was Corona Songs. But we need, to, we need to pick a trend of the week. So we've had the inflatable trousers. We've had the Yorkshire Tea Gate. The biggest mistakes at work. And hashtag Corona Songs. <laughs> I felt this was actually really hard because I really, really enjoyed a lot of them. I got a lot of, I got a lot of joy out of the Yorkshire Tea Gate. And Sue, you're shouting at tea. <laughs> inflatable trousers, what's not to like? I mean, they're so weird and wonderful. And Corona Songs. I mean, they just brought me so much joy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I do feel this week that my trend of the week has got to be the Yorkshire Tea Gate. Sue, you're shouting at tea. Could be this year's quote of the year. Watch this space. It's, it's, a, it's a front runner right now. It's doing so well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And of course, if you did, you can leave a little review of the podcast or leave a comment or something if you're on YouTube. Look out for those trends and, you know, I actually started a Instagram account where I'm trying to sh share some trends that I see throughout the day. So if you do want to kind of get involved, you can also sort of share with me on Twitter. But if you do want to get involved, I have made the account we underscore love underscore trends with a Z on the end. <laughs>